Welcome to Crucial Conversations with Dr. Mia L. Johnson, licensed psychotherapist. The purpose of this podcast is to bring about self-awareness as it relates to your thinking patterns, feelings, communication style, ability to regulate your emotions, and respond to difficult situations. These crucial conversations are designed to empower and encourage you to enhance your self-knowledge, self-discipline, self-consciousness, and empathy for others. The title of today's episode is, My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me. And the topic is negative thoughts, which are typical ways of thinking that are often inaccurate, negatively biased, and they are usually not based on facts. Our thoughts are very powerful. They drive how we feel and behave. But at times, what we are thinking can be irrational, risky, and are anxiety producing which then affects how we feel and behave. In the world of psychology, this type of thinking can be referred to as cognitive distortions, irrational thoughts, thought errors, anxiety-producing thoughts, and our thinking traps. And our thoughts are connected to a formula. So what normally happens is that there is an activating event. An activating event is just another way of saying situation. And these activating events are usually outside of our control. So an example, if the doctor says you have a terminal illness, that would be considered an activating event that would trigger you to start to think. Um, if someone tells you, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. This relationship is over. That's another example of an activating event. Or let's say someone gives you a compliment. Someone says, oh, you look so nice today. How beautiful. Another activating event. Once the activating event happens, we start to interpret it. We interpret it by having thoughts about the activating event. Once we have thoughts, then we feel. So we think before we feel. Our thoughts coupled with our feelings equals our actions. Let's get into the different types of negative thoughts we present with. And as we go through each type, I want you to mentally highlight the ones you relate to most. So the first negative thought our type of negative thought is all or nothing thinking. This is where you look at things in black or white categories and you overlook the gray area. All or nothing thinking may sound like I'm always getting into trouble. She never does anything right. Nobody likes me. You know you're thinking in black or white because you use absolute terms like none of the time, everybody, always, never, all or nothing thinking. 
The next type of negative thought we may present with is called mental filtering. This is where you dwell on the negatives and overlook the positives. So in example, you may be focused on thoughts such as he snores. She's gained a few pounds. Her mom is visiting this weekend. Yeah, that's a negative thought for some people. Instead of looking at the positives, which would be an example, he's accepting of my flaws. She just had our baby. My mother-in-law is only here for a few days. Mental filtering. Then we have overgeneralization. This is where you view a negative event as a never-ending pattern of defeat. So in, in example, you may have the thought, I made one mistake at work. I'm not good enough for this job. Another example of overgeneralization might be, I failed my first test. I won't get accepted to college. He called off the engagement. I'm not marriage material. Overgeneralization. Then we have jumping to conclusions. Jumping to conclusions comes in two forms. The first form is identified as mind reading. And when you mind read, you assume people are reacting negatively to you with no evidence. So when you mind read, you assume people are reacting negatively to you with absolutely no evidence. Thoughts aligned with mind reading may sound like, they're talking about me. I'm positive they're laughing at me. So like imagine walking into a room and you're thinking, all eyes on me, they think my hair looks horrible. Imagine being on a Zoom call. And as soon as you get on the call, you start to think everybody is talking about me. But you have no evidence that these people are even thinking about you. Another example of mind reading might be, she thinks I look ridiculous in this outfit. Hmm, the neighbors probably think we're broke. Another way we jump to conclusions would be in the form of fortune telling. And fortune telling is where you predict things, you randomly, you randomly predict things will turn out badly. You predict things will turn out badly and in the worst likely way. Examples of fortune telling would be, he will cheat on me. Let's say your boss calls your, your office and says, hey, I'd like to see you before you leave for the day. And your thought is, I'm probably going to get fired. But you've never been written up before. You can't even identify anything you've done wrong. She'll say no if I propose. If the teacher calls on me, I'll give the wrong answer. And let's say the doctor tells you, hey, you know, I want to do further testing. So I'm going to send you to have labs conducted. And your thought is, my labs will yield I have cancer. That's fortune telling. So again, when we jump to conclusions, we do it in two forms. One, mind reading. You assume people are reacting negatively to you with no evidence. Or we fortune tell. And this is where we randomly predict things will turn out badly. 
The next way our thoughts can be negative is in the form of labeling. Labeling is synonymous to name calling. So an example, if you've made a mistake, instead of telling yourself, hey, I made a mistake, I know what to do next time, you might start to call yourself names and have thoughts like, I'm a jerk, I'm worthless, I'm a loser, I'm slow, I'm not good enough. Labeling. And then we have emotional reasoning. It's another way our thoughts can be negative. With emotional reasoning, this is where you reason from how you feel. I feel neglected by you. Therefore, you don't love me. I feel so angry at you. So you deserve to be punished. I feel like a bad parent. Therefore, I am a bad parent. I feel jealous and insecure. So you're up to something. You're probably cheating on me. Emotional reasoning. One we could probably all relate to under emotional reasoning would be uh, the thought of, I don't feel like doing this today, so I'm not going to do it. Again, you reason from how you feel. Another way our thoughts can be negative comes in the form of should statements. This is where you criticize yourself or others. Should statements are basically your inner critic that judges you, pushes you, and undermines your self-confidence. Examples of our thoughts in the form of should statements would be, I should not have posted that picture. I should lose weight to be more attractive. I should dim my light and maybe he'll love me. Should statements. We may also use terms like ought to and have to when we are criticizing ourselves or others. So I have to lose this weight. You have to lose this weight. You ought to try it this way. You ought to do it this way. Another way our thoughts can be negative is in the form of personalization. This is where you blame yourself or take responsibility for something that wasn't entirely your fault. So let's say your parents have have gotten a divorce and the thought that comes to mind is if I would have if only I would have helped mom clean the house more, dad would not have left us. That is an example of someone personalizing that situation because they are definitely not entirely responsible for their parents getting a divorce. Other examples of thoughts that are examples of personalization would be, it's my fault she died in the car accident. If I would have lost weight, my marriage would not have ended. If I had a better job, my mom would not have lost the house. Personalization. The next way or type of negative thought we may have is called catastrophic thinking. And catastrophic thinking is basically ruminating thoughts, thoughts that spiral, thoughts that are intrusive. They just keep popping up at any time. These thoughts are normally irrational and they're about the worst case outcomes, especially in crisis situations. So examples of catastrophic thinking would be, this room is crowded. What if someone starts shooting? 
What if I drive and get into a fatal accident? I know how to swim, but what if I drown? Catastrophic thinking. And then we have blame. Blame or blaming is another way our thinking can be distorted and negatively biased. This is when we point the finger and blame others for something that was actually our fault. So examples of blaming would be if she wouldn't nag me so much, I would not cheat. He sucks at communicating. So that makes me have an attitude. I failed my math exam because he's not a good teacher. When we blame, we basically overlook the ways our own behaviors and attitudes contribute to a situation, argument, and our conflict. Blaming. So in summary, our negative thoughts can be identified as all or nothing thinking, mental filtering, overgeneralization, jumping to conclusions, labeling, emotional reasoning, should statements, personalization, blame, and catastrophic thinking. So ask yourself, do I present with any of these negative thought patterns? Do I present with any of these negative thought patterns? Do you jump to conclusions? Do you fortune tell? Do you predict that things will turn out badly? Do you constantly think in all or nothing, black and white, ignoring the gray area, using absolute terms like always, nobody, everything? Do you personalize? Do you blame? At some point or time, we all have negative thoughts. However, it can become an issue when our thinking causes constant unpleasant feelings such as anxiety, worry, depression, or fear. And remember, there's a formula. Before we think, there's normally an activating event. An activating event occurs, then we interpret it. We interpret it by having thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts are aligned with reality, supported by facts and evidence. Other times our thoughts are skewed. They're negatively biased. They're inaccurate. They're based on assumptions and hypotheticals. But once we think, we elicit feelings. So we think before we feel. Those thoughts coupled with those feelings equals our action. We're going to look at a few examples in a minute. I'm a regional um, consultant for a few correctional facilities that house inmates with mental health disorders. And I recall, I vividly recall speaking to a group of disgruntled inmates and they were expressing their gripes about having to attend mandatory cognitive behavioral classes that targeted criminal behavior. They felt that attending these classes um, was a waste of their time. So I asked one of them, what was he in for? And he said, a dude had stepped on his new J's in the club. And I told him, I said, okay, now we have a situation. So the situation is that Someone stepped on your new Jordans in the club, I said to him. 
I asked him what thoughts went through your mind once the guy stepped on your shoes. And he said, $400 down the drain. Now my ish is ruined. I said, okay, well, when you had that thought, how did that make you feel? He said, angry. I said, did any other thought cross your mind once he stepped on your shoes? He said, yeah, uh, dude really going to disrespect me in front of my people like this? I said, okay, when you had that thought, how did that make you feel? He said, disrespected, miss. I said, okay, any other thoughts cross your mind? He said, yeah, I thought, I know he saw me standing here. I said, and when you had that thought, how did that make you feel? He said, certain. I said, okay. I said, what did those thoughts and feelings lead you to do? He said, I followed him to the parking lot and I shot him. I looked at him and I said, action. I said, notice how your thoughts and feelings led to your behavior, led to your actions. Now I had his attention. So I asked him to take the exact same situation that he had given me. A dude stepped on his new J's. And I asked him this time to reframe his thinking based on facts and evidence. So I reminded him of the risky thoughts he had given me, the risky thoughts and feelings he had initially given me. I said, okay, remember your risky thought. The first one you told me was $400 down the drain. Now my ish is ruined. And that caused you to feel angry. I said, how could you replace that thought with a thought that was based on facts and evidence in that moment? Something that was really factually happening and supported by evidence. So he paused for a minute and then he said, there are no marks on my shoes. I said, okay, very good. I said, so if you would have had that thought, how would that have made you feel? And he said, relieved. I said, okay, the second risky thought you gave me was, dude really gonna disrespect me in front of my people like this and you told me you felt disrespected. I said, now give me a replacement thought for this one that's supported by evidence and based on facts. He said, no one noticed but me. Dude said, excuse me. I said, so if you would have had that thought, how would that have made you feel? He said, respected, miss. I said, okay. And the third risky thought you gave me was, I know he saw me standing here and you told me that made you feel certain. I said, what would have been a replacement thought that was supported by facts and evidence? He said, it's crowded in here. There really isn't anywhere to walk. I said, so if you would have had that thought, how would that have made you feel? And he said, understanding. So I said, based on these new thoughts and feelings, what would your action likely have been? He paused for a while and he said, I probably would have just double checked my shoes for scuff marks and I would have just kept it moving, miss. If only he would have changed his mindset based on facts and evidence, he would have his freedom. Let's look at a practical example together. Say you've called your significant other three times and he has not answered your calls. 
All right. That's the situation. So you start to think to yourself, he's ignoring me. This makes you feel anxious. He's cheating on me. This makes you feel angry. I know he sees me calling. This makes you feel rejected. These thoughts coupled with these feelings cause you to abruptly leave your job, pull up to your husband's job and confront him. Notice how your thoughts coupled with your feelings led to your behavior. Now, let's take the same situation. The same situation. You've called your significant other three times and he has not answered your calls. But this time, replace your negative thoughts with positive thoughts that are based on facts and supported by evidence. So your first irrational thought was, he's ignoring me and that made you feel anxious. A replacement thought could be his secretary said he is in a meeting and that could possibly lead you to feel calm. Your second irrational thought was he's cheating on me. Remember that made you feel angry. A replacement thought could be he hasn't given me a reason to think he's cheating and that could lead you to feel confident. Your third irrational thought was I know he sees me calling. A replacement thought could be, he can't take my call right now. And that could lead you to feel accepting. These new thoughts and feelings lead you to send a text saying, hey, bae, I called. It's not an emergency. Call me back when you can. Kissy face emoji. Big difference, right? And again, we see how our thoughts and feelings influence our actions. Let's look at one more example. So let's say your peers and colleagues, friends, family, they continuously post pictures of their accomplishments, their kids, their homes, their vacations, clothes, cars, and their bodies on social media. That's your situation. You see this and you start to think, oh, I'm so behind in life. And this makes you feel envious. I should be doing more with myself. This makes you feel delayed. I have accomplished absolutely nothing. This makes you feel defeated. So these thoughts and feelings may lead you to withdraw, isolate from friends and family, go into a depression, avoid friends and family, or max out your credit cards, get payday loans, use your bill money to take trips and buy things you really can't afford and post them on social media in hopes of getting likes. Now, let's take the same situation But this time, replace our negative thoughts with positive thoughts based on facts and supported by evidence. Keep in mind, your situation is that, you know, your peers, colleagues, friends, and family, they continuously post pictures on social media. So remember, your first irrational thought was, I'm so behind in life, and that made you feel envious. The second one was, 
I should be doing more with myself. That made you feel delayed. And the third one was, I have accomplished absolutely nothing. Look at that absolute term, nothing. That that thought caused you to feel defeated. So replacement thoughts. I did hit a rough patch when my mother died. That may make you feel justified. I'm in school and working two jobs. That could lead you to feel ambitious. I'm a supervisor at my current job. That may cause you to feel accomplished. These new thoughts and feelings lead you to disconnect from social media for a while, make a list of your accomplishments, and stay focused on what you're currently doing. Again, see how our thoughts and feelings influence our actions. Here is where I cognitively challenge you. I cognitively challenge you to one, identify your negative thoughts. If you have difficulty identifying why you're feeling an unpleasant feeling, ask yourself, what am I thinking? What thought precedes me feeling anxious? What thought precedes me feeling angry or worried? Second, identify the type of negative thought you're presenting with. Give it a name. Give it a name. An example of the thought is, I have accomplished absolutely nothing. Well, there's that absolute term, nothing. So that's an indication that you're thinking in all or nothing. Third, replace the negative thought with a positive thought based on facts and supported by evidence. So again, if you're thinking I have accomplished absolutely nothing, replace that thought with, I have graduated from high school. Um, I graduated at the top of my class. I'm working on my master's degree, etc. Remember, feelings can be both helpful or hurtful, but the good thing is we can adjust them. You're the cause and cure here. When I work with clients who primarily present with anxiety, this is one of the most debilitating issues they have, their negative thought patterns. And I tell them, you're the cause because you control what you're thinking. But the good thing is that you are also the cure. The cure is the replacement thought that's based on facts and evidence. And that is positive. And that is the hard part for a lot of people because they have been thinking in a negatively biased way for so long that they have difficulty with the replacement thoughts. Again, our thoughts plus our feelings equals our actions. And this is why keeping a healthy mind is important. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share, like, or comment via our Instagram at Crucial Conversations Podcast. Or if you have any questions, email us at questions at crucialconversations.info. Be sure to tune in next time as we delve into another Crucial Conversation.